we've had lots and lots of calls and emails this week and again we're getting some this morning in relation to this situation regarding lack of bed sheets and linen supplies at Sligo University Hospital and at St John's Hospital in Sligo and other hospitals as well and many of you suggesting that the situation which has now arisen was well flagged in advance and should have been prepared for and dealt with. Now it seems all this arises from a problem with the laundry service which serves these hospitals uh, and, and it is quite complicated. We've been on, Margaret's been on to Sligo University Hospital and St John separately. Now Sailte, representing Sligo University Hospital, in a statement tell us that an equipment breakdown in the laundry service used by Sligo University Hospital has resulted in contingency plans being put in place. The laundry service is engaged with a number of laundry services elsewhere to ensure continued service for the hospital and they say the hospital is receiving a daily delivery from the laundry service which has been carefully managed. Um, but in relation to St John's it's the HSE which deal with the St John's situation and we haven't had a response from them as to what exactly is happening there well local TD Mark McSharry um, is on the line and he too I know has been contacted in relation to this and some of the stories he's been told are pretty disturbing good morning to you Deputy uh, morning, th- thanks for joining us from, from what you're hearing uh, how has this situation arisen a situation which you've described as appalling the, the, the situation um, o- over the last number of weeks, and, and I have heard the various um, comments on your show, uh, and people have, have contacted me as well, most in a confidential um, uh, manner, for obvious reasons, if there were staff or patients, families or whatever, they need their privacy. Uh, and that, uh, yes, this equipment breakdown seems to have been an issue uh, in the most up-to-date response that I was given this, this time from the sale side on SUH was that uh, the breakdown occurred on the 28th of December, uh, and according to um, uh, correspondence back to me yesterday evening, that as of 4.30 yesterday, uh, it was now fixed and that they were working through the backlog. However, um, my information is that, uh, and I've, I've written for further clarification today, and by the way, I agree with your frustration. Um, you know, on the one hand, we're looking for, for answers relevant to St. John's and other settings, and then um, that's kind of the, the CHO1 area, uh, and then SAILTA is, is, is Sligo University Hospital. Uh, but reports to me are that this very morning, for example, uh, that 130-bed uh, units uh, had four sets of uh, and available to it. Uh, now, often in a patient setting, perhaps uh, after going through the night, that's when changes are required, uh, and it seems deliveries come in in the afternoon, which are appropriate. However, information is also coming uh, to us that, um, you know, breakdown or not, uh, that the availability of clean linen towels and so on um, uh, predates this uh, breakdown of the 28th and was a consistent problem. So I posed a series of questions to uh, both SELTA and the CHO1 management morning, um, which is, uh, you know, where is laundry done? What is the situation? Why can't we have uh, more than enough linen? There's 20 billion going into our health services, um, so that this very, very basic need uh, always have adequate supplies on hand. More worryingly, perhaps, uh, is the following report, uh, that all staff, and this is the laundry, and I don't even know if it's the same laundry that does both the, the hospital Sligo University Hospital in St. John's and others are not, but certainly relevant to Sligo University Hospital. Um, it has been reported to me that um, the uh, 
staff who work there have been offered redeployment or redundancy. Uh, and the Celtic Linen and Ballina Slow have been offered a contract uh, or are about to be offered a contract uh, to do the laundry. Mm. Now, it would seem to me, uh, and I'm not by any means, uh, I have no medical training, but it would seem to me a large acute hospital. Surely um, it's, a, it's, it's best practice to have an in-house laundry so that uh, there can be a constant supply uh, so that uh, any issues can be avoided. So I've posed those questions just again before we've come on the show uh, and hope to have more answers later in the day. But certainly suffice to say that whether machinery was broken or not, whether that's been blamed, whether that's the sole issue, um, uh, patients and staff don't agree that that's the sole issue. And then there's the more worrying issue uh, that we're going to be sending laundry as far away as Ballon for our local uh, and regional hospital. Well, we'll, go through, we'll try and get clarification on that in due course. But some of, I mean, it's quite disturbing what some people have informed you what's going on. The shortage of linen has led to, to again, this is disturbing for some people, patients being, being cleaned and dried with uh, alternative products like kitchen cloths and bed sheets. Is that the yep. case? That has, uh, that has um, in, in one communication... Um, from a frontline healthcare professional, um, bed sheets uh, would be a luxury uh, uh, at times. Um, another person who, um, you know, had the misfortune to require an urgent change had to wait two hours uh, due to the inavailability of of, of uh, bed linen. So these types of situations are sort of kind of dark ages, medieval. Um, and while we totally appreciate the inordinate pressures that are on our health services and the very hard-working staff who are going well beyond the call, they should not have to put up with such an additional basic pressure. Um, and that's why we need to get to the bottom of this and, and get it sorted as quickly as possible. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks uh, for your, for your comments. Yeah, yeah. If you don't mind, if I, could, if I could just, I know you're going to deal with the Quilch issue. Yeah. If I could just have a word on that, I attended most of the meeting last night. Yeah. I had to attend another, so unfortunately didn't get a speaking slot. But listen to the minister's, uh, uh, and was in the room for his, um, uh, he was, uh, his address. He was very quick to point out, uh, and he used the words, uh, looking up my notes here, uh, binding contractual arrangements have been entered into. Uh, and, you know, indicating that it's very much a done deal. Now, the reality in this is, and I'm not a full member of the, the Joint Iraq Committee on Agriculture, but, uh, you know, members cross party of that committee. They were crystal clear this was not a route that they wanted, uh, you know, the National Forestry Service uh, to go down. Uh, and just for facts uh, to be made aware um, uh, to the minister uh, and to anybody under the, the Forestry Act 1988, uh, under Section 38, General Ministerial Powers, Section 2, the company shall comply with every direction given to it under this section. Um, and I think what what what, ha- what it's shown here is, fine, uh, Quilshire were going to engage in more afforestation. That was the will of the government and so on. Um, uh, but they went down a road uh, that was not consistent uh, with the government, where we have, in effect, uh, Quilcha, a state agency, engaging in a, a foreign land plantation um, uh, of, of, of Irish land. Uh, it could have been prevented. It should have been prevented. And it underpins the autopilot nature of our government when it comes to the policy actions of our semi-state sector. 
And whether it's a done deal or not on this occasion, uh, I believe it should and can be stopped and certainly can be prevented again in the future. If there was a need for finance to assist Quilcia in any way in terms of their uh, intention, the National Treasury Management Agency could have invested without any state aid rules or anything like that and taken a return from uh, Quilcia. Uh, secondly, uh, at the beginning of January, and I said this on your show some weeks ago, um, the National Treasury Management Agency raised specifically $3.5 billion in green bonds. Uh, you know, and these, these monies are being raised for uh, climate change and relevant to climate change. There's also a healthy private sector in forestry in this country working with farmers. So we don't have market failure. So I think in essence here, uh, minister and government asleep at the wheel and oblivious to the actions of the semi-state sector, in this instance, Quilcia, uh, when it comes uh, to the will of the people uh, and national policy platform pursuits.